Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right, Chris, how's it going? All right, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Cool, good. I can hear you. There's no no jitters, so I think we're we're back on track. <laughs> we're we're good to go. We're good. We're good. Good thing yeah, this was, was uh recorded and not, you know, live on Clubhouse or Twitter spaces. I know, right? Yeah, it is awkward. I remember actually <laughs> the first time I did Twitter spaces, I think I kept um I kept dropping for me, I think cuz of my Wi-Fi maybe. Oh um, no. My computer has a better connection cuz I like plug straight into the the router through like ethernet and it's like a little bit of a janky setup but it seems to work better like if i'm in the same spot and i'm not plugged in then it's like a noticeable difference but when i'm plugged in then it just like speeds up so i don't know what it is or how i did it but it manages to be a little <laughs> bit better so it's not surprising that my phone isn't that good and uh, i was quite awkward to drop i think i dropped like four times in this in the space and I was like, oh, I'll have to like scramble to get everyone back and post like, here he is. Here's the link again. And please join. Please come back. <laughs> oh, no. That's funny. Yeah. But looks like it's all working. Yeah. Is it just me or does it feel like, I feel like it's been like two or three weeks since we last talked, but it's only been a week. I know. It's been a long week. I yeah. was thinking even March has felt like a long month. Um, mm-hmm. A lot has happened. I was like, so I'm, I'm looking back on sort of my numbers and uh for the month about to wrap up and uh i was like oh like no wonder they're so big like i did the core sales at the beginning of the month (laughs) and um i was like geez that was i felt like a you know forever ago like two months ago yeah i don't know what it is but um yeah it's it's felt uh it's felt like a long week yeah I, i would agree yeah but not necessarily in a bad way either it's just been i don't know it's just uh a lot going Lots on happening. Yeah. yeah just kind of grinding away i have been feeling a little bit like you know that same kind of groundhog day syndrome of just same thing as usual every day and we've also been doing i don't know i think it's a mix because we've also been doing a lot of traveling over the weekends so like each weekday feels like kind of like a grind just like the same thing over and over again uh but we're trying to do better we went out and got coffee today we do our coffee dates my wife and i on Tuesdays, Tuesday, like morning afternoons. And, uh, it's always good to get out and kind of mix it up a little bit. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What was your week uh, been like? Uh, it has been, <laughs> it's kind of been like the whole month for me. You know, it, it's, it's felt like a long month. And at the same time, I, I feel like, uh, I haven't accomplished a whole lot this month. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Uh, you know, I was, started looking back on the numbers and this was actually the the new uh record month for growth wow uh, which which was awesome like basically all of the growth numbers uh it was the new best month so that's super cool uh really happy about that of course but uh when, when i look at like what did i actually do this month i i honestly i'm, I'm not totally sure I, I still need to go figure that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel kind of similar. Yeah. I've done, um, I feel like I've made progress on like a lot of things, but it's like incremental progress. You know, like I'm looking back on our 
previous episodes. I think also maybe it's because this month has five weeks too. This feels like there's maybe like an extra like week in there technically. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, like the first week I was talking about open up courses. The second week I was talking about launching the AMAs and workshops. I've now done that. I also like introduced the idea for tiny marketing ideas newsletter. Um, then we talked about uh, the workshops, masterminds, jealousy, taxes, still been doing a lot of tax stuff. Still feeling pretty jealous. <laughs> still making, <laughs> chipping away on uh, the tiny marketing ideas newsletter, doing a lot of like podcast guest appearances. So I don't know. Yeah. It's been a lot of the same this month. Yeah. But also, yeah, that's, that's a lot to, uh, get done. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a good amount, but I'm, I'm publishing my first, um, like piece of content mm. that, well, tomorrow that's like the official go live date. It has to, cause I also have my first newsletter sponsor, a little experiment I'm running, but, uh, they're expecting it to go out tomorrow. So it's going to go out tomorrow. And I've just been cranking away today, especially I was doing a lot of work yesterday too, but, um, for the last few hours, just been, you know, carving away some, some deep work time just to write this newsletter. And of course I wanted to pick like a good topic for them since it was like, they were like my first newsletter sponsor and make like a good one that would get a high open rate and a high, you know, read rate. And, uh, but of course this, this good one is like a lengthy one. So it's taking a lot more. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty extensive, and uh, I'm excited about it, but it'll feel good to have that out the door and done. And that'll be like my one kind of cornerstone piece of content for the month. Yeah. Can you give me a teaser on the the topic? Yeah. So the topic is this idea I've been workshopping the last couple of months um, through workshops. Uh, it's sort of like the, the topic that I gave for the, um, uh, the On Deck No Code Fellowship. And a lot of the podcast appearances have been going on. I've been kind of pitching the idea and walking through it there and fleshing it out. Um, but it's basically what I'm calling the orb framework, which is uh, owned, rented, and borrowed platforms and sort of how to put together a marketing strategy and plan where everything kind of works cohesively together. Oh, cohesive. There's been a word that I've been like racking my brain to find. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I just talk it out. <laughs> yeah, I just spit it out, of course. I want to quote cohesive. That's the one I'm looking for. Um, but, uh, essentially, yeah, I mean the, the main piece of that being like, um, what is the role of each one of those? How do you think through each one of those sort of pieces of the puzzle owned, rented and borrowed, uh, and, um, essentially, especially a focus on the borrowed part of things. Um, I also just locked in, I'm speaking at ad world, uh, by ad week in May. And so I pitched this topic to them too. Now that it's sort of a more fleshed out idea as well. But is this a um, framework you invented or is this like a thing? Yeah. Just sort of coining it myself. Okay. We'll see if yeah, it takes cool. off or not. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. I was, it was between, I sort of, you know, landed on like owned, rented and, and borrowed. And I was like, okay, well I could either go with bro or, or <laughs> <laughs> don't want it to be the bro framework. So orbit is. <laughs> That's really funny. What, what What's like an example of something that's owned, rented and borrowed? Yeah. So the, the main premise is like every strategy and tactic can kind of be bucketed into one of these three things, owned, rented or borrowed. Your own platforms have like the utmost priority and um, you have like a direct relationship with your audience. You own the platform. You don't own the audience, but you own the platform. And that's things like your website and blog, your email and newsletter, 
uh, a private community, a podcast fee because it's open protocol and open source or um, uh, sort of like a standard, you know, um, web technology, uh, text message list. Um, and so you have like a direct line of communication with your audience. And so that's mm -hmm. like you want to funnel everyone to those things. And then you like you kind of step take one step back out and like one concentric circle out and you get rented platforms. And that's things like, you know, social media sites and external publications and listings on different places like an app store or a marketplace or or something like that where you might get discovered. Uh, and a lot of people put all the emphasis there and none on the on the own platform. So it really mm. should be the other way around, but they still have a place. And so, you know, how do you think through that? And, and then you take one step further out and you have borrowed platforms and this is mostly ignored. Um, and it's like a passive strategy that people take, but basically my take is like you, you want to have like an active strategy for borrowing other people's audience, you know, sort of win-win scenario where you can find ways to collaborate and get in front of your intended audience. So you mm. sort of just, okay, what are all the ways that I can get in front of my intended audience of people who already have the attention of that audience? Mm. Um, so go on people's podcasts and write guest posts and, you know, who do you want to get links from? And it's basically like a, a, a meta marketing approach. Like how can I, you know, the marketing strategy or marketing strategies is a little bit. So, um, yeah, yeah, it gives you kind of a, a brief overview. That's cool. I, it makes me think of, I was listening to, uh, the interview you did on everything is marketing with Alex Hillman. Yeah. And he, he was talking about how he was just going on a ton of different podcasts, uh, and a few other platforms, uh, all in like the same, you know, very small vertical. And his, uh, thinking behind that was, you know, to, to someone that's in this, this like small niche, they're going to think like, I'm just everywhere because yeah, I'm yeah. showing up on all the, you know, main areas that, that they're also in. And I, I was like, that's a really cool strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think also too, one of the points I'm trying to stress is that, um, marketing is getting more and more competitive and kind of does by default as there are more and more, uh, platforms and as sort of the internet matures, like there's just, there's more content being created every day. It gets harder to rank Google every day. It gets harder to, you know, get a Twitter follower every day you know, very small, but they're compounding results. And, um, and so it gets harder and harder. Like back in the day, you throw up a blog and you wrote an article and if you were on the first page, like within minutes, you know, because it just wasn't that hard, but now to grow your own platform, you have to, you know, grow your rented platform, like a, a Twitter following to get people to your newsletter. Mm. And even now today, it's hard to grow a Twitter following. And so now you have to go one step further out and you have to borrow someone else's audience in order to grow your Twitter and your newsletter. And so sort of the stakes get higher and you have to branch out further and further. Okay. Yeah. And I, I see how you're thinking about the, the flow there. Like ideally, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, the, probably the best value you get is having the owned platform. But in order to get there, you have to go through the borrow or through the rented and through the borrowed. Exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. for someone starting out, like it's sort of a, a chicken and egg problem. You know, you're just speaking into the void. If you don't, if you publish a blog post and no one reads it, you know, did you, did you publish the blog post <laughs> sort of, you know, did the, if a tree yeah. fell in the forest and was there to hear it, you know, did it really fall sort of idea. And so there has to be something to kind of 
kickstart that growth on, you know, you rented and owned platforms and that's usually borrowing someone else's platform. Um, and even like, I think the, most of the best strategies today are borrowing someone else's platform. They're, you know, going on, for example, when someone's campaigning now for like, uh, office or something like they go on the Joe Rogan podcast or <laughs> when someone writes a new book, they go on podcasts like, um, you know, the Tim Ferriss podcast or whatever it is for their niche or, um, it's, uh, it's all about the distribution. And so there's already all these things that have, you know, I think also we've been, we've been seeing, uh, HubSpot, you know, acquires the hustle, um, all these like SaaS companies and brands are acquiring these sort of media and communities because instead of borrowing their, their platform, they're just going to buy it. Right. And now they sort yeah. of, now that becomes one of their own platforms. Yeah. Which is like just the, you know, strategy to the next level. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, that'll probably be my next upcoming, um, <laughs> next upcoming post is, uh, M and a marketing. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So that, that's what you've been working on mostly today. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much all of today. I've also been working with, um, so unbounce is my sponsor and, uh, there's, there's no secret, but, um, that's crazy. You know, it'll be live tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it was sort of, a. I mean, this is how things go, right? But it's Twitter serendipity. And um, someone was like, hey, you should, this this uh, really nice lady, Jen, um, she works at Unbounce and she's like their social and community manager. And uh, she's been wanting to like, she was exploring some like career growth and just like wanted to get advice from people. And so someone threw my name in the hat of like, hey, you should talk to Corey about it. Uh, and um, so we connected and we had a, a really nice call. And then later she was like, Hey, we're, we're looking into like some sponsorship stuff to like boost our, you know, our Q, what is it? Q1 num numbers. And, um, you know, could you give me rates for everything's marketing? I told her, well, nothing's really, you know, I, I could post once, but like, it's probably not gonna, it's gonna be like a drop in the bucket for you. Um, but I also have a newsletter if you're interested, I'm not sure if you are. And she was like, oh yeah, totally. And so, uh, we're giving it a go. And, um, wow. that's basically how I shared the numbers and she was like, cool, let's do it. So it's a last minute run. It, it'll probably still be a drop in the bucket for them to be honest. Um, but yeah. I'm hoping that it'll be some additional exposure and goodwill and something that has some long-term effects and who knows, it might turn into something a little bit more long-term, but, uh, right now I'm just trying to get the best results I can. Yeah. That's awesome. Unbounce, yeah. Ahrefs, you've, you've had some big sponsors already. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Ahrefs too. I think it's, it's been fun too, because, um, I've been learning a little bit about the whole sponsorship process and it's a little bit liberating for me too, being a marketer because, uh, you know, every time I've like started that conversation, I've wanted to default to like, well, like here's my rate. And then like, cool. You just like send me the ad copy and like what you want on there. And then that's fine. But I'm like, I don't know if that would really like work. And like, I kind of want to have a say in how this goes and what it looks like. So for the podcast sponsors, yeah, I told them, Hey, here's what I would like. I would like a, uh, dedicated landing page and some sort of like deal. I'll write the ad copy and I'm going to produce, you know, eight different variations. And, um, and then I'm only going to run, you know, packages of four and eight, like it's not really worth it to just do one. Like I think that mm -hmm. that sort of longevity helps get you more results. And then same thing with the newsletter. When I started start, uh, talking to Jen, um, I was like, Hey, I can, you know, you could give me some suggestions, but ultimately I'd like to write the ad copy because I think I'd be able to do the best job of sort of translating what you want to communicate to 
my audience. And so I've been working with her going back and forth and sort of ad copy suggestions and variations and we just nailed something down. So it's been fun. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, been a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of writing. It's, it's good too. I think having a deadline cause I've been like procrastinating doing a lot of writing still <laughs> and um, having the newsletter sponsor is definitely a big kick in the butt to get things out the door. And I know for sure I'm going to get it done tonight. So it's happening. Yeah. That's uh that's good motivation. Nice uh, forcing function there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a nice forcing function. Um, and the other thing on my list and then I'll, I'll hand it back to you. I feel like I sort of stole the, the microphone was, um, I, I was trying to give it away. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, I do want to ask you, well, yeah, we'll get to it. But, um, only other thing, I don't really know what to do about it. I'm sort of just like talking out loud, but, uh, the podcast, everything is marketing. It's been like, you know, one of my like top priorities to, to grow, to get out there, to publish new content. And, um, initially I was going to do a lot of the sort of promotion myself with like, I don't know, going into you know, Descript or having my nephew do that and create all these like promotional assets, like, you know, generate the transcript and maybe highlight some of the transcript uh, text and create little video sort of clips and snippets for, for Twitter and for LinkedIn and maybe even TikTok. And, uh, and then someone I knew reached out to me and was like, Hey, I would, I would love to like test out a service that does this for you for free. If you have me as like a test customer. So mm. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Um, the only problem is that it's sort of been like delayed. It's been taking a lot longer than I thought and I haven't actually gotten anything yet. And so I'm kind of like sitting here twiddling <laughs> my thumbs a little bit like, oh, it's like, you know, I really want to see those numbers go up. And like, I know that this is like the main thing, like this sort of promotional material is the thing that's going to get the podcast download numbers to go up and to the right. I'm sort of at the mercy of waiting for these things. So, um, trying to be patient, but also wondering if maybe it's time for me to sort of take things in my own hand. I, I can definitely get my nephew to do it. Uh, but I also don't know what his bandwidth is like. And so I'm also wondering, should I do it? And geez, my bandwidth is already pretty <laughs> small. And so I don't know, kind of just had a, it's, it's a conundrum, open, open thread, nothing to solve today, but just uh, a thing to get out there. Yeah. Just, just curious. So what sort of like the deliverables were they, is it the transcript and like social media, the, you know, images or. Yeah. The main, the main deliverables are like, um, like custom images for each one of the podcast episodes, uh, like one to three sort of video clips and snippets that have captions, you know, that are like one, two minutes long to post to social media and then the transcript and transcript highlights. So I could pull out like, you know, build a Twitter thread and like what you can learn and take away from this episode or just little highlights of maybe what to expect and promote for each episode. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing yeah. too is it's not terribly difficult. It's sort of like a specialized skill set a little bit, but it's definitely time intensive. And so any sort of like outsourced service is like fairly expensive for where I'm at at this stage, it's, you know, yeah. 400 to a thousand dollars a month for that type of thing, which is, you know, still a fairly hefty chunk of change for now. So I'm like in this weird in between of like, I know this would be really easy to just like outsource. And for sure, if I was paying someone to do it, they would get it out there on time, but I also don't have the time to do it myself. So 
anyways. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just kind of hoping that this comes through. I'm hoping. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I might even just start experimenting with my nephew and see what his, I think he's on spring break maybe now. So maybe he's got some extra time to, uh, fiddle with some things I wanted to do, <laughs> pay him a little yeah. bit extra, give him a spring break bonus. Yeah. I mean, it seems like even if you only did it for one or, you know, a couple episodes, you're still going to at least get something out of it and something right. started. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm just, I'm kind of a, I don't know. It's the perfectionist inside of me. of like, yeah. I want everything to be consistent <laughs> and like planned out yeah. and orchestrated yeah. and like just feels like a deviation from that if I were to have two things going at once. But that's, yeah, it's probably a, uh, a limiting belief, something I should let go of. So you know what I really want you to do? What? Uh, is, I don't know if it would be a, a tweet thread or, or what exactly uh, the shape of it would be is take a clip from each episode where the person you're interviewing says, Oh my God, no one's ever asked me that before. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Cause I I've listened to th- every episode I've listened to that has come up and write that down. it's like one of my favorite things about your podcast. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I don't think it's happened every single podcast now, but <laughs> in the early yeah. days, I think for the first 10, I was like, I was 10 for 10. That's and, awesome. um, I think I'm, I think I'm probably still like, it still happened, but I don't think that they've said it, you know, in all 10. Um, but that's a really, really genius idea. 10 is still a lot. So yeah, I, I, I was, I've been planning to write a tweet about this. I just, uh, haven't, haven't published it yet, but yeah, it's, 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 it's always like, it's so good. It's one of, it's my favorite moment every time. <laughs> Cause you can, you can like hear how excited they are and just yeah. like surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's a really good idea because I think um, I'm still battling a little bit like, oh, how is everything's marketing different from other marketing podcasts? And it's like fairly commoditized. And a lot of it, you know, Jay Kunzo talks a lot about this, but a lot of it comes down to the premise of the podcast or um, the production of the podcast. And so the premise isn't that unique. It's an interview based podcast about marketing. It's a little bit unique because it kind of like takes a sort of a wide angle view and I try to get really sort of diverse perspectives and, and people and backgrounds on there. But the production, like the questions that I ask and the quality and sort of the uh, overall sort of like what you take away from it, that's a little bit more. I think I'm like, that's the the battle I'm fighting. That's sort of like the thing that I'm trying to win at. And I have to highlight that because you know, things mm-hmm. like that, like, oh, I've never been asked that before. It was like, you know, a win for me in that category. Totally. What do you yeah. think about uh, like YouTube clips? You know, I, I don't know enough about the history of like uh, the Joe Rogan show or um, the, there's another one, the guy uh, Lex, I forget his last name now. Mm, um, right, right. But, but they like, I, I think became popular because of the, the clips on YouTube is my understanding. Yeah. Have you thought about something like that? Yeah. Or is that valuable? Yeah. I definitely, I definitely want to do it. Um, I think just to have it out there and just like as another thing, because if I'm creating these little clips, I might as well, you know, republish them somewhere else and where they can sort of live and have some evergreen value. But I think that strategy mainly works when the person you're talking to is like someone notable 
and mm-hmm. being searched for, you know, so mm-hmm. like you search for like a, uh, a Jordan Peterson, for example, and the guy's all over YouTube and then Joe Rogan has like five clips of him, Right. And so okay. you're just like going through the clips. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Rogan, but like now you're like, oh, who's this Joe Rogan guy? I don't know who would be like that. <laughs> I think it, pretty much everyone on the planet knows who Joe Rogan is now. But you get the idea. Like, I would. I think it mainly works if the person you have is being searched on something like YouTube or at least Google. Um, so I think that could work. You know, for people like Rain Fishkin and Heat and Shaw, and like eventually in the future, you know, some some bigger time guests maybe like. Uh, like Brian Clark uh, or, you know, Joanna Weeb or people like that in the marketing world who people would search for. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I wasn't totally sure what or how that strategy worked, but that makes sense. I don't think it, yeah, it's not, it's not the, like if it was, if I was like a, um, a Danny Miranda, he has a, I think it's just called the Danny Miranda, Miranda podcast, but he's kind of doing like a, you know, just like a general interview based podcast where he tries to get on like the biggest guests and like that, that strategy would work really well for him because again, the people he's getting on there are people being searched for their sort of pop culture, you know, zeitgeist type of people. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, maybe like topics or, or tactics or are those just too broad for search? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I think there's definitely some, like YouTube SEO that I could do to figure out maybe if there's a, a few buckets of, um, I mean, even like even just general SEO and cause Google's been pushing more like YouTube and, and video right. content up in the, uh, up in the, the search engine results. But I still, I'm not, I'm not really sure like how, like, is that going to get me another, like, you know, 20 like views or downloads or is it going to be going to get me like 2000, you know? I sort of feel like it's closer to to 20, which is still good. And I'll take that, but I'm not sure if it's like a, you know, 2000 or 20,000 type of strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just know it's, it's one of my favorite podcasts. So I am uh, just, <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Rooting for, for the listenership to grow and, and everyone I think should be listening to it. So, yeah. Uh, one, one of my guests, Benji Heim, um, was super, super kind enough to share the episode with his newsletter, which I think it was out to like 20 or 30,000 people. And, uh, that gave it a nice little download bump. Now he's like the all time number one sort of on the leaderboard. (laughs) I think he's getting close to about 500 downloads, which still isn't a ton. Um, I'd, I'd love to like average like a thousand and like that would feel really, really good. But I'm still in like the 250 to 300 range. He's up to about 500. So it feels like I'm getting close and I'm already, you know, it, it grows definitely every week. I can see it, but feel slow. Yeah. Like everything, like everything. And it's podcasts. Podcasts are hard. Podcast marketing is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, if I feel like if I can like crack this code and like, like get a you know, create a big podcast. That's like my ultimate achievement because I've never <laughs> done or thought of anything more challenging than growing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no centralized network, you know, it's not on like a social media platform. So you're not just growing followers and it's audio and yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. There's no discoverability. There's no shareability. Um, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of friction to like consume the content. 
And so it's like, it's a fantastic medium, but it just has all the things going against it being something marketable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Unless, yeah, I think what, which is actually why video is uh, like video podcast is like definitely a big sort of step up. Like publishing on YouTube allows you to get that discoverability, that shareability, something a little bit more marketable that people would like to, to watch and consume, you know, on a f- just sort of flying by, you know, these one to two to five minute clips. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, well, you had an interesting day. We actually, so we're recording this a day late, obviously. Well, one, because of me, I had a sort of interesting situation over the weekend uh, with a friend. I'm actually, I don't know if you can see, but I'm taking care of a leopard gecko. He's my new, my new friend. His name is Boop. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, him and other situations are the reason why we're a day late. But it also worked out because you had something special going on today. So um, would you like to elaborate? Yes, I, I would love to elaborate on that. Uh, so yeah, yesterday I was, ooh, I spent, uh, most of the afternoon preparing for my first, uh, advisory board meeting that I'm doing through, uh, Ernest Capital. So I think I've talked about this previously. Uh, Ernest is trying this new thing where, uh, it's totally opt in for the portfolio companies, but I really wanted to, to do it. So I'm in the, uh, the beta group, which is, uh, we got assigned different board members. Uh, it's all just basically to, to help out portfolio founders. You know, it's not like a traditional venture backed, uh, company where, where the board has like voting rights or anything like that, or, or any stake really. So the, all the mentors that, that are participating are just doing it, uh, you know, out of the kindness of, uh, their own hearts, I guess, willing, willing to share their, their valuable time. So, uh, yes. Yeah, super generous, and we uh, we had the the Q1 JetBoost board meeting this morning. Uh, it was at 4 a.m. my time, which was a little bit challenging, but uh, 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah, we. Uh, uh, I think we have the record for the the greatest time zone spread uh, among the board, <laughs> and uh, there were a few different time slots that worked for uh, no time slot worked for everyone unfortunately but um the the one that had me at 4 a.m was was one of the better ones so jeez, uh, you know my, my whole thinking was like i'll do it whatever time of day uh you know 4 a.m 2 a.m <laughs> whatever uh rather than ask them to to be at some weird time so mm. uh you know it, it wasn't a big deal and also having a, a baby right now you know i'm used to being up in the middle of the night so right uh, right right yeah. Yeah. So it, it really has been a very long day for you then. It has been a long day. <laughs> have you, have you been up since three yeah. thirty or three or whatever it was? I took a, took a brief nap, but it, okay. it was pretty short. Yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get you off and, uh, <laughs> get you some rest after yeah. this. I'll be, I'll be to bed early tonight, but no, it, it, it was awesome. It was, it was an incredible experience. Uh, really in the last, I mean, this is probably why, partly why like March, I don't feel, you know, I've, I've accomplished all that much because uh, I have been stepping away a little bit from uh, doing some of the, the individual contributor stuff and trying to, uh, 
be more strategic, be more in the manager position. And, uh, you know, as, as I've talked about on here, spent a number of weeks working on, uh, uh, getting the first support hire and, uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the first good thing I'll, I'll, I'll say about the, the board meeting was it even just preparing the materials yesterday. Uh, you know, there was a, there's a slide deck that Ernest put together as here's a, here's a template you can follow. It really caused me to take a step back and, uh, you know, look at, look at the business more holistically, uh, because it's so, so easy for me. I, I, I tend to fall into just, uh, working day to day, maybe, uh, planning at most like a month ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to be very reactionary and, uh, it, it was good to, like I said, take a step back, put all these numbers together, um, you know, put together what the, the strategy looks like for this year, uh, for the next quarter and then present that to everyone. And, uh, it went really well. It, it was also, it, it was really great to have people, uh, you know, not everyone on the board has, you know, even really knows about Webflow or has used Webflow, doesn't know anything about JetBoost. Uh, mm -hmm. So to have people like that looking at your business with a fresh set of eyes uh, was, was really valuable. And, you know, and asking uh, questions that I'm, I may not have <laughs> really thought about in a long time. So that, that was really helpful. Yeah. Just be able to like objectively sort of, Hey, like what's up with this? Or like, why isn't, I don't know. Yeah. Why, what, what type of questions were there? Were they yeah, like, yeah. why isn't this number <laughs> bigger or why isn't, um, no, it, why it, is it this way? Or, you know, one of the ones that stood out to me was, uh, what is this like mod kit thing? That's like right prominent at the top of your site. And I was like, yeah, that is kind of weird that it, it has like such a high prominence when it's like kind of just this like small little side project mm. thing. Um, that, that was something very specific, but the, you know, some of the other questions were, were just like, who, who do you see as your typical customers? Um, you know, how would you break that down? Who are your best customers? Uh, what marketing channels seem to be working for you? You know, basic kind of like background information like that. Uh, and, and also, you know, we talked about like, where do you want to take this business and, and sort of what does that, you know, end game or, or what does that look like, say like five years from now? And those questions are always so hard for me because <laughs> uh, it, it, it's like, you know, I just, uh, just want to be able to work on it full time and okay. Like it's, it's, I've been able to do that for a while now and. Yeah, I, I I have some ideas there, but I haven't fully fleshed that out. Uh, and and we we talked about it a bit during the call, um, but yeah, just just overall, you know, my my main takeaways from it were number one to, you know, as, as I'm trying to start to focus on marketing more, uh, making sure that I'm marketing to the right customers, uh, so you know, knowing who your best customers are, uh, and, and going after them with both the, the positioning, which I think could use some improvement and, um, you know, being, being in the right channels and, uh, yeah, where, where, where your best customers are really. 
Yeah. Yeah. Being intentional about it. Yeah. Well, maybe the, uh, the org framework will come in handy tomorrow. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I would say that the second big takeaway and, and probably the most immediate one for me was, I think, I feel like you have this tendency to where, you know, no matter what the length of time is that I'm planning for, I always like want to get so much in during that time. Like I think like, Oh, I'm going to do like these 10 objectives. And then the reality of, of the situation is like, maybe I can do two of those. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of had that situation here where I was like, yeah, we're planning this, 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 this for the next quarter. Uh, and a lot of the feedback was like, you know, you should, it's okay to slow things down. Uh, it's okay to, especially like you just had a baby. <laughs> um, it's, it's okay to get more of the, the foundation in place, get more processes in place. Uh, even if, uh, that means you're moving slower in the short term, it, it's going to help you out in the long term. And I, I, that was a really big takeaway for me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Slowing down bit is, I mean, it's not even slowing down. It's just like biting off as much as you can chew is, uh, I'm super guilty of that. So you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's hard cause there's so much to do. There's so much you want to do. And, uh, again, like priorities, prioritization, uh, is, is really critical. Uh, I, I'm again with, with some of the guidance that I got uh, today it was like, I'm, I'm basically planning that most of April is going to be, uh, me just working with, uh, the, the support hire and getting him up to speed and, and getting the processes in place there and running smoothly. And if, if that's all that gets done in, in April, um, that'll be a pretty big win still. Yeah. That, that does feel like a really big win. I was going to ask you about, uh, how that was going and what that was like. So was, yesterday his first day or has, has he started yet or uh starts april 1st which is okay, okay. thursday i believe yeah that's right okay cool so maybe more to yes. update uh next week next week yeah yeah cool that's super exciting yeah i, I would yeah. say it's definitely um i'm trying to get in the mindset too of like uh less is more a little bit and like hey if we can get the same results with like less work and just like less items overall, the better. I've, I felt kind of guilty about that because I'm always like spreading myself thin, chasing shiny objects and like trying to feel like, oh, I should be doing this, 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 and this. And, uh, I'm really trying to pare that back and, and focus a little bit more and, uh, be okay with like just the things that I'm doing. I really put a lot into those, uh, hence my, a lot of my thoughts on the podcast. Cause I'm like, okay, I should just like be really, really taking this seriously or just not do it. Like there's no reason to just like doing it for doing it sake. Mm -hmm. So, um, same thing, you know, for you and for, I think for a lot of the things, like any sort of feature, uh, new initiative, you know, page, like just checking the box isn't useful. Like you might as well put a lot into it, especially getting someone up to speed on support is like really, really mission critical. That'd be a huge win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, another thing we talked about is, uh, it's like jet jet boost has some growth right now, like pretty consistent growth each month. Uh, so it's, it's not that even though I want it to grow faster, I think it can grow faster because I think there's a lot more that we can do on the marketing side. And, um, so I, I, 
I feel like I'm either like squandering that opportunity or just like guilty that I'm not doing more there. Uh, but it's, it just doesn't need to be a top priority right now. Uh, it is more about figuring yeah. out the, the support side and, um, you know, getting, getting more of a team in place and more uh, processes in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, you know, pretty much everyone feels guilty about the amount of marketing that they do that they do too little or they're not doing a good enough job. Um, I think that, and this is me speaking to myself as well, but I think that's mostly a sort of like false belief and just something that we put on ourselves. Even for JetBoost, like it's not like you'd be going and hiring like an ad agency or that you just like dropped the ball, like some sort of big project. It's like you already have a few channels that are working pretty well. And like there isn't like this huge immediate thing that you're just like not, you know, addressing. Um, and so I wouldn't feel guilty personally. Uh, of course, like you're not like, like really like pushing and like being aggressive, but like it's also not really needed. And, um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just, just taking a step back. It's, it's like sometimes day to day things feel so chaotic and, uh, you know, it, it can feel at times like things aren't going that well. But yeah, it's like overall, like, do we really need to be pushing that hard? <laughs> Probably not. Like things are, things are fine. So, yeah. 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 Especially not being a venture back to venture scale business. Like, right. Relax. <laughs> I've been trying to right. put myself more in that mindset <laughs> of like, okay, this, this whole swipe files thing is a launchpad business. Like the whole point is to be able to get it to a place where I can sort of take time off of it onto something else and, or just like have a really flexible lifestyle. And so like, why am I really like pushing myself to just, of course I want to get to that spot. I want to get to the thousand true fans, but, um, that's like my own personal goal. It's not like I need to get to 10,000 members to, you know, achieve some sort of scale and, or make someone happy or, Cause mm -hmm. I'm, I've promised that goal, you know, it, that's for me. And so it's got to keep in mind, remember sort of the business that you're running. Right. Right. Oh man. Well, exciting stuff. Um, I'm really stoked for next week. I always look forward to your, uh, monthly investor updates. I always cringe and, um, <laughs> struggle with my own sort of advisor updates. Uh, but it's fun to kind of come to the, to the end of the month and looking back and doing some reflecting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, like I said, th this one might be a struggle. <laughs> I'm going to figure yeah. out what, what the heck happened this month. <laughs> yeah. You really like to look back. Yeah. It's been a long month. I, I am glad we had the podcast because honestly, I think without it, it would be impossible for me to write any sort of update or reflection. <laughs> I at least have some sort of semblance of like what was top of mind and like what happened and what do we do? Um, what are like the, the wins and the losses? Same thing with the Swipe Files community. We do like a work in public, like weekly roundup thread. We kind of, uh, I think we answer a couple of questions. It's like, uh, what did you do last week? What's your plan for this week? What did you learn this last week? And like anything you need help with. And I always go back to that as well for, for this podcast and like the sort of like work in conjunction. And that's about like, without those two things, I would be completely lost every month. I would never look back. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool, man. Well, anything else top of mind or uh, new and noteworthy? 
one random question. Yeah. Would you ever consider buying a Shopify app? Oh, I mean, not, not that I have one for sale, but <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, I would, but it depends. I think especially, is this, is this about the, uh, the, the Shopify terms and uh, sort of battle going on right now? Uh, no, I know nothing about that. I've just seen it, like more and more about, you know, micro acquiring businesses and, mm. uh, it seems like Shopify apps are a, a big target there. And I guess I re- I really want to see you acquire an app like that and just like <laughs> take it from like 500 MMR to, you know, 50,000 or something. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen. Yeah. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I, I really like the idea of Shopify apps. Um, I, but like there's a couple things I don't like about it, which is one, everyone is like aware of it and like wants mm. to be in it. And it's just like, Oh, I want to acquire it. And I want to, you know, w- where it raises the prices, but also there's a lot of competition and, um, but two, I think there's actually some really serious platform risk. Uh, I was reading, I was, I think I was listening to the Bootstrap Web podcast with uh, Brian and, and Jordan, and Jordan would know it well because they officially became uh, a Shopify sort of partner, app partner with Shopify back in November after sort of like being out on their own for a long time unofficially and uh, doing some not questionable things, but they were kind of like, going around Shopify and uh, they were talking about it because I need to go back and and find it. Maybe they have it in their show notes, but um, there was one app who got an email from Shopify and they basically said, uh, we need you to route all of your billing through the Shopify billing API or nothing. You need to remove the shop or you need to remove the Stripe billing API and like the whole billing portal through Stripe. I was like, Whoa, that's, that's 30%, but also like they have complete control. There's like very little integrations to a lot of other things that normally you need for Stripe. There's authentication. There's, um, so that has me a little bit, um, a little bit scared about Shopify apps. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember hearing about that now. It wasn't it like, even if somebody was purchasing a subscription outside of Shopify, like yeah. it still had to go through Shopify billing. Exactly. Yeah interesting and they can kind of push their weight around and you know throw down some rules like that because they're so big and because like what's the alternative i think most shopify apps like the strategy is okay you start as a shopify app and then you become like a a full SaaS web app Mm -hmm. and you you know you have like shopify and stripe going concurrently and like the thought is to diversify and sort of you know i know uh, FOMO, for example, they were like hundred percent, a Shopify app, Rankle acquired it. They like revamped it. Then they introduced Stripe and then like they focused on growing Shopify. But then at some point they like completely dropped like all the Shopify specific marketing. And then they completely focused on like the Stripe sort of marketing, like their own sort of web app. And then that now accounts for like 80 or like 75% of their revenue or something like that. I'm probably getting those numbers wrong, but they kind of like, you know, you start on Shopify and then you grow outside of it and on top of it and then you sort of own it yourself. So if that's not possible, then that feels like a really big limiter. Yeah. So, so maybe not then (laughs) is what you're saying. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough one. I also, I'm not really sure about, um, 
I don't know. I've, I've been trying to be more mindful of like founder market, founder product fit kind of stuff. I really love e-commerce, but I don't know if that's something that I would like really geek out about. And, um, mm. I love the, like, I think it's a great market because everything is like marketing related. It's like, how can we make you more sales and how can we streamline your, you know, to save you money or save you time. Um, but I think that I like other types of markets better personally. So yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm kind of split on it still. I, I never want to be like hard, no hard pass. You know, there's always possibility. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I won't keep you too long. You've had a very long day. So <laughs> looking forward to uh, next week though. We'll have lots of updates around, um, I have a cool milestone to share. You'll have fun stuff to share around support. Uh, I'm sure many new things that we'll be talking about, but, uh, until next time. Sounds good.